If you've ever opened an email based on the subject line or clicked on an ad on a social media post solely because the title was too enticing not to, then you know the power of a great headline. Now, imagine how effective your ads, newsletters, and emails would be if you could write headlines that get your target customers to click. If you think only talented copywriters and marketers can achieve this, don't worry, we've got you covered. Stay tuned, friends, because in this episode, we're giving you the tips, tricks, and tools that will help you write titles that compel more people to engage with your content. You're listening to the Sticky Brand Lab Podcast, where time-strapped professionals like you learn how to create a business you love in as little as three hours a week. The reality is that without an attention-grabbing headline, blog post title, podcast title, video title, whatever, you may not even be able to turn a browser into a reader or viewer or a listener. And if you can't do that, then the rest of your content might as well not even exist. But a headline can do much more than simply grab attention. It can also have the power to communicate an entire message to its intended audience. Lori, you have a background in copywriting. I do. And actually, my background didn't come in the traditional sense that many people do. They're either English majors or journalist majors. I actually started my background in the mental health field and particularly working with kids in the juvenile justice system. And the writing that I did initially was more research-based. It was more about programs. So it was very academic. And it was only after I got my coaching training and started a side business as a dating coach that I actually did creative writing on behalf of the topic on dating. And that opened up an entire world for me. It was just at the start of social media. So I was blogging, I was writing posts for the internet. And so my copywriting experience really comes from a behavioral model more than it does from an interviewing model. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, you also have a background in copywriting. Yes, I do. And much of it is the type of copywriting that was persuasive, really calling people to take an action. And started out as part of my marketing management career. And there came a point that I decided to step off the ladder and just pursue something I really enjoyed doing. And when I really thought about it, out of all the things I've been doing in marketing management and marketing execution, I really like the writing part. It may not be the most glamorous, but it's the one I enjoyed the most. And especially when I could encourage people to act on a worthy cause. So. I pivoted to copywriting for nonprofit organizations, and I did that for more than a decade. Wow. Yeah. And beyond that, even when I still pivoted again and did other things, I continued to copyright as a consultant. So it would either be for other nonprofits or small businesses or municipalities and things like that. So it's something I have been doing for quite a long time. So it goes without saying that we've each had a lot of experience with writing headlines, which is a component of copywriting. Have you ever struggled with that part? I definitely have struggled with that part. For me, copywriting is another form of communication. And for me, a headline or a title 
is kind of that same, how do you approach a person to have a serious conversation? So communication between people starts with that initial, how do you open up a topic, especially a topic that is important to you? So I see a headline that way and I struggle with it because I struggle with, if I've got something serious to talk about, how am I going to open up the conversation? And writing headlines for that reason can be really difficult, especially because there's so much importance to it. So listeners, here's just a tip in general. When you're thinking about your headline, you want to write it with that promise in mind, right? To grab a reader's interest, you want to state some kind of benefit or some kind of reward. And by reward, what I really mean is a reward can be something as simple as, I understand what your pain point is because I suffer from that as well. So a reward can be you get me if you're thinking about it from that standpoint. Because essentially, you're asking a user or a reader or somebody visiting your site, you're asking that person to trade their time for reading what comes next. And that is a very important point. I'm glad you mentioned that because it really is a trade-off. With your headline, you are saying, keep reading this or listening or viewing this and what is to follow will be very important for you, which means that you as the headline writer better deliver what it promises, right? So that's a whole other episode. It sure is because I don't know about you, but when I read a headline, click on it, and feel that what follows doesn't relate to what was promised, or at least not right off at the start, I bounce really quickly. I'm frustrated. I move on to the next thing. Do you find that you do that as well? Absolutely. In fact, sometimes I'll get really miffed. That's actually the definition of clickbait. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So do you have any particular hacks that you use to create headlines? I do. For me, there's that what is the tried and true tested kind of thing or what's your fallback. And for me, I have two fallbacks. One is to put a number as part of the title. So seven steps, nine tips. I tend to rely on that odd number. I've read that odd numbers pique our interest far more than even numbers do. I definitely use that. I think of my second tip is I rely on the how-to kind of piece. It's like I'm helping you solve a problem. So those are some pretty easy ones that I tend to use. What about you? Yeah, those two that you mentioned are really good as well as the ones we'll be getting into. But I will say that for me, I guess you could call it a hack, but the way I approach it is even before I write the headline, I write the whole entire body of the copy if I'm writing or I'll wait until you know the podcast episode or the video is done and I'll just ingest it myself and really start thinking about what is the main crux of this that would really make me feel that I've gotten what I was promised. So writing it last is one of them. And one of the tips... If there's an interview, sometimes somebody says something that really gets the gist of what this whole thing is about. And sometimes I'll just post that quote as the title. You know, those are two excellent tips. And the one in particular about writing it first and then pulling out something that you've said and making that the title, that is a really great tip. 
For me, I tend to do the opposite. I write the title. It's kind of like a placeholder. But for me, writing the title helps me then in the body copy to write it always coming back to, am I addressing what I have promised in that title? And then after I have finished the article, I kind of wordsmith the title to make sure that I can get it tighter and more punchy to do it. But I don't know that there's a right way or a wrong way, but you definitely brought up an important point, which is no matter how you get to your title, make sure that your body copy and your title live up to the promise that you've stated. Very good. So I wanted to share actually just four other techniques for coming up with titles. Are you familiar with the copywriter, Bob Bly? Am I familiar? I have this book on my <laughs> <laughs> on my bookshelf. I've had it next to my other copywriting and business classics. Yes, I am familiar with Bob Bly. <laughs> I am new to him. So you have more knowledge and can expand on that as I go through these four categories that I'm using that come from his book. So I know that his book was written in like 1985, so it's quite old, but there are four revisions to his book. And in reading some of the reviews, people had stated previously that some of the things that he says in there are a little outdated. Like at one edition, he had used go to your typewriter kind of thing. <laughs> and obviously we don't do that anymore. We did that in 85, but... <laughs> yes, we did. So if you do end up, listeners, getting his book, just know that information is pertinent, even if some of the background or context is a little outdated. Actually, I have the most recent revision, and it does talk about writing for the web as well. Ooh, that's awesome. So the first category that we're going to refer to is called direct headlines. And it's pretty much just like the name implies, right? Here, Bly gives the example of pure silk blouses, 30% off. So the headline states the selling proposition directly. If you're someone who likes pure silk and you're looking for clothing and it's at a discount, you're likely to click on that link because it matches what you're already interested in. So another example that he gives that you could use, for example, if you were writing an article or a blog post would be download your free ebook, The Newbie Guide to SEO Simplified. Here, it tells you what the action is. You're going to download. It's free. And here's what you're getting, or at least what you're promised to get is simplified SEO explanations and things that you can do to use SEO in your body copy and title. Yeah, that's very cut and dry. Very cut and dry. You know exactly what you're going to get and you can see that promise realized as soon as you continue. <laughs> exactly. Well, and the other type of headline is one of, I think you had mentioned is one of your favorites and that is the how-to headline. And it's very popular, not only because it's really one of the easiest to create, but also because it works. History has really proven that. And according to Robert Bly, if you begin with how-to can't write a bad headline. <laughs> I would agree. Yep. <laughs> An example of a great one would be, well, let's go with the title of this podcast, which is how to write headlines that hook your ideal customers. 
that's the perfect example. I said it was my go-to and here it is. I do think it was a great title. That's right. (laughs) Another title category that he uses is the question headline. And although this type of headline is just as its name implies, asking your reader a question, well, we naturally want to answer the question or we want to know how other people answer the question. So it pops our curiosity. And according to Bly, your question needs to be written in a way so that the reader can empathize with it or would like to know more about it. And he gives us one example from Psychology Today. Do you close the bathroom door even when you're the only one home? And the funny part about that title is I found myself asking that question the other day when I was home alone and went to the bathroom (laughs) and closed the door and remembered the article and thought, I wonder what other people say. I would have liked to have read that one. You read that article. Yeah, that was an enticing one. Well, when you were talking about question headlines, it reminded me of a podcast that I follow called No Stupid Questions. And literally every podcast title is a question. And by reading that, it really entices the listener to click. Like, for example, what's so bad about denial? That's episode 95. It's not (laughs) a river in Egypt. Yeah. (laughs) And when uh, another episode is, does the early bird really catch the worm? Or could the night owl get there first? (laughs) Or how valuable is enthusiasm? Anyway. I love this. Is self-improvement too selfish? (laughs) I listed question headlines here, and you've given some really great examples. I don't use them very often, but after listening to you read those titles and I'm thinking, I wonder what the answer is, I think I am going to practice using more (laughs) question headlines. So listeners, just be aware that you might see some new podcast episodes in the form of a question. And then you can just listen to learn the answer. (laughs) So the Fourth category of headlines, which we're going to share, again, there are many, but these again are some that you can really put to use right now, is this one is called the reason why model or format. And this works well when your content includes a numbered list of like features or steps, tips, or a list of apps, which you can then incorporate into the headline. So the most obvious formula goes something like three reasons why you should do such and such. But you don't necessarily need to use that format in such an obvious way. What you want to do is incorporate the if-then scenario, which is what you're really implying when you say, here's why you should do this, because then you know that you're going to benefit. So an example for kind of a different format for that is this. Five steps to create an outstanding sales email for your prospective buyer. So you'll notice that the headline didn't say five reasons why. And that's because it implies that if you take these steps, then your sales email will be successful. It really implies your reason why. You bring up a really good point. And one of the things I think that I had mentioned is I love using numbers. And I had always used numbers starting with an odd, you know, like three, five, seven, I don't particularly like 101 ways or 101 uses or those larger numbers because I already know, even though it's great to have that as a resource, 
it would require me having to read through 101, whatever. (laughs) And I just think I'm trying to get through an article to get what I'm looking for. I don't want to spend it reading more than I need to. Well, that's a good thing because research has shown in a study of a bunch of blog posts and the response rates of those that actually when you use the number 10 in your headline, it has actually the best response of any other number. Really? Followed very closely by the number five. So instead of 101 ways, 10 ways actually will probably, like you said, you won't feel overwhelmed, but you feel like you'll get the gist of it in those 10 bullets. And actually, there are more hints like that on our headline tip sheet, which you'll be able to find on our website on the resources page, freebie downloads. Speaking of which, because I'm going to give you four tools and actually four free tools that you can use for headline analyzing, you can get the links via our show notes or in that same tip sheet that Nola had just mentioned. So as I said, there are tools out there that you can put your title, your headline in, and they'll analyze it looking at a variety of different aspects. Four that are free that I think you can get started using. Well, let me ask you this, Nola. Have you ever used a headline analyzer? No, I feel a little ignorant. I didn't realize that they actually existed until you started searching for them. I've just gone by (laughs) my good old copywriter's handbook by Robert (laughs) W. Bly. (laughs) I have used them. I like them. I think they help improve a headline in a lot of ways. The example that you gave earlier was a longer version of a headline. And one of the things that you want to keep in mind is if your headline is too long, it can be truncated. So you really want the first part of the headline to be enticing enough that your reader will click on it. So if your punch or what the reward is, is at the end, it may not be enough to get somebody to click. So keep that in mind. And that's one of the benefits of using an analyzer. So the first one that I'd like to share is from CoSchedule. This is 100% free. It evaluates your title, and it even will give you some suggestions on how you can improve them. A second free tool is Monster Insights, and this tool analyzes your headline based on the strength. So it gives you a score between 1 and 100. The idea is to get a score of 70 or above because that's considered very good. And this is one of those going down the rabbit hole. When you get close, like you know you're in the upper 60s and you know you just need a little wordsmithing to bring it up to that very good, you can spend a lot of time trying to get that score to go up. So I speak as somebody who's been there. A third tool, and this one is free. However, it has a limit on the amount of free times you can use it per day. It's called content row. And you can put in three headlines per day without even having to create an account. So it might not be your first run. It might be when you think you've settled on the perfect headline that you put it in kind of as your backup to get that score. And what it looks at is it looks at the strength, it offers suggestions, it gives you word choice, and it gives you an emotional or sentiment breakdown which is another reason why, because of the limitation on just using it three headlines per day, that's why it gives you a lot of information back, 
but it's not something you want to use as you're just getting started trying to improve your headline. The final free tool is called Capitalize My Title. And yes, it does take your lowercase title. And if you put it in there, it does capitalize it. So it's quick that way. But it does have a free headline analyzer. And the thing I like about this is it looks at your article title, your ad headline or email subject headline for readability, SEO score, and it too gives you information on the sentiment. So friends, if you have other tools that you use, please let us know. You can share your tool where you're listening or you can go to our Facebook page, but this gives everybody a chance to get some more tools in our toolbox. So when it comes to writing headlines and subheadlines and titles, there's a lot of information out there. Our goal here today was just to give you some small tools, hacks, tips that you can use so you can take some actionable steps and make progress. But we plan to cover more topics related to writing, not just in headlines, but in SEO and content in future episodes. That's right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope it makes all the difference in writing headlines that grab your ideal customer's attention so you can increase sales and create your best and most exciting business and life. If you found the information shared here today helpful, let us know by posting here where you're listening or on our Facebook page. Not sure how to turn your idea into a profitable side business? Contact us at stickybrandlab.com forward slash contact. We'd be happy to help you. Be sure to come back next Tuesday and every Tuesday for another informative, inspiring, and motivating episode. And remember, action creates results. So tap into your desire to create a business and brand you love by taking 1% action every day. Small steps, big effects. They'll tell you, well, we'll talk about a little bit more. Let me, <laughs> I have you. Used- <laughs>